Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the Cap City Sportscast. My name is Callahan Steed. I cover the Deerfield Demons, the Monona Grove Silver Eagles, the Cambridge Blue Jays, and the McFarland Spartans. By the way, you threw me off for a quick second. I completely panicked. Normally, <laughs> well, I, just... I, normally I start off with the McFarland Spartans, Monona Grove Silver Eagles. Yeah, what can I say? You made me panic. <laughs> yeah. Peter, tell me about your teams. <laughs> well, I got the uh, Wanakee Warriors, DeForest Norskis, uh, Lodi Blue Devils, and Pointed Pumas. Go, Mr. Fist Pumper. Yeah. yeah. Podcasting is visual medium, but I was fist pumping as we started because I'm just excited for the spring. What can I say? But I'm Ryan Gregory. I have uh, the Sun Prairie Schools, Marshall, and Waterloo. I'm coming on with a little bit of sass on this podcast today because I'm disappointed in a couple of things. All right. The weather. Yeah. The weather uh, frustrates me very much. Uh, Disappointed in my men's college basketball bracket. My women's bracket surprisingly doing well. I which blows Badgers my mind. Really? Out of the NIT with the worst second half performance I've ever seen. Yes, as someone that was going to originally cover something on that day, it got canceled. So I was like, oh, sweet. I'll watch the Badgers in the NIT. <laughs> watch and, them lose. And for the first, like, <laughs> 25 minutes of that game, I was like, this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'm glad the weather canceled everything. <laughs> and then I was like, this is terrible. <laughs> Why didn't I have that game? Or I didn't have to worry about yeah. this. Man. Perhaps that, mo- most upsetting, uh, my copy of NCAA 14 on the Xbox 360 broke. Oh, no. Night. What? That's like the most devastating news I've ever heard. That yep. game is worth Our, some money. A replacement would be like upwards of $100 now. Holy so I am uh, pretty devastated. That is one wow. of the greatest. Like, I've played it on my buddy's console but that's still like one of my favorite games of all time. Oh, NCA. Yeah. God, when that game comes back, God bless gonna, the friendly is going to ruin it. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I'm already disappointed. That's why I still play, you know, the Nintendo GameCube with, you know, Madden, Heck yeah, Pokemon NFL Coliseum, 07, all on that the GameCube, good stuff. Best game ever. Everyone always talks about getting the next big video game upgrade and everyone talks about how bad it is. You're just funneling your money into them that's all <laughs> they want i think we may have to change the format of the uh, podcast and just have the last five minutes be cal's rants <laughs> <laughs> things I, that make me mad i yeah. have I, what that, grinds my gears i have another podcast that you're geared towards <laughs> yep. for that if you want to you know get yeah, cal will give you a full hour on what <laughs> things that make make him mad i'll try my best at it <laughs> no another thing though disappointing didn't win anything at the wisconsin newspapers association awards you mm. guys win anything at the wisconsin newspaper association awards yep sh- you won stuff i got a second place in an honorable mention yeah. oh nice mm. thank you congratulations appreciate Peter, it you i anything? shouldn't say this but i forgot to submit <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I was forced to. So <laughs> I was too, and then I completely forgot about it. So. No first places, so I wasn't going to bring it up. Oh, yeah, this well. is the first place I've admitted that to, so hopefully the peop- the powers that be aren't listening. So, but. <laughs> yeah, no, it, uh, I was talking with uh, a couple of people. It sounds like uh, some stuff, uh, newspapers in the area won some awards, so it's always great to see. I was telling Madeline, because she was saying some stuff in the newsroom, uh, won some stuff, so I was like, that's very important that you guys are very distinguished reporters that, like, know what you're doing over there. Mm-hmm. Like, I love the sports and everything, but, you know, it's it's very low stakes, which is how I kind of like it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, though. I don't know if there's a podcasting category, but I say next year, yes. we, got, we yeah. got it locked down. Mm-hmm. Do would, that fist pump. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't even, if I was another uh, high school sports podcast, I wouldn't even Put anything I'd else. No, in my boots. No. We would run away with That's that right. category. That's right. They would listen right. two minutes in and be like, "Well, this is the wow, point. this sucks." <laughs> well, all right. Well, oh, they talk about a lot of not sports. Yeah, they spent the first two minutes talking about NCAA football 2014. <laughs> we don't stand a chance. <laughs> well, no. Um, 
yeah, this is kind of be an episode where it's just kind of like we're just shooting from the hip a little bit, basically. Because, like we talked about, there's still snow on the ground outside. Yeah. There potentially could be more snow on the ground outside when we come back next week. Unbelievable. Spr- Actually, very believable. We live in Wisconsin. Yeah, spring weather. I would yep. love. This is weird now, uh, yeah. this year. I would love for the WIA to just try to push back, like, spring sports, like, two weeks just to see what happens. Well, Maybe start things up in April. Here's my rant. I want to bring back summer baseball. Yep. I loved summer baseball when I was totally. a kid. That's what our high school played, and I want it back because mm-hmm. then that gives me something to cover during the yeah. summer, too. They would but, be my premier yeah. team. <laughs> and not only that, it's warm, so it's easy to cover, yep. you know, too. So, But I, I know that's going to fall on deaf ears, but... Man, I think I also that. golf could be moved into that category. Yeah. Oh, like, it's Absolutely. so hard for golf Tennis? to get out and yeah. golf during, like, when it's... 40. Man, I yeah, went this to is the, miserable tennis weather, too. Oh, that's a good point. Terrible. I went to the Oaks uh, last spring, and it was like 40-mile-an-hour winds, and they called it after nine holes. I was like, I don't blame you guys at all. This is brutal. No to keep track of any of these scores because <laughs> ball's getting whipped around the course. <laughs> but, yeah, so I don't know. what That that would be a fun podcast, say, for the summer, potential yeah. things we'd like to mm-hmm. see, you know, in the future. But – you know, with that said, though, we're still writing up previews on potential uh, seasons that are getting underway. Hopefully, we'll be getting underway soon. If not, they'll be getting underway in hopefully three weeks, probably, or something like that. But I thought it would be interesting to, you know, kind of look at who are some of our, like, playoff favorites and who are, like, kind of some of the teams to watch. Now, we're not going to be able to get into every single team this week. So instead of, I thought, you know, instead of running around talking about each team for a little bit i kind of want to do a deep dive in on who you expect some of your favorites to be mm-hmm. and also the team you know you're keeping your eye on and stuff like that and so uh and then the other teams we'll get into when you know we get farther down the road they start playing a little bit in games but ryan i want to start with you because obviously the sun prairie split has been very interesting to follow throughout this season but also too you got some good competitive teams in marshall and waterloo yeah, before I start, I just want to say that uh, you are all state title contenders in my heart. Yes. And I think that uh, all of you are going to win state until proven otherwise. Yes, so, 100%. Uh, I love you all dearly, and that you're, you're all the best team that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, we'll start off on the softball diamond because there are two teams in particular that I think are going to make some hay. Uh, we'll start with Sun Prairie East. Um, you know, obviously that Sun Prairie team didn't lose a game until the state championship last year, and they were one of the most dominant programs in the state, re- regardless of sport last year. They were just incredible. Uh, and they returned two D1 players in Taylor Baker and Grace Gra- Grace Cramschuster. Uh, Baker going to South Dakota State and Cramschuster going to UT Chattanooga. Uh, that's your starting pitcher and that's your starting shortstop. That's two good spots to have D1 players and both incredible batters as well. Uh, they have a UW Oshkosh commit in uh, Kenzie Longley coming back in the outfield and then uh, a first-team All-State catcher in Vanessa Veith. Uh, the the Gross sisters, Carly and McKenna, are back as well. McKenna adds some... Uh, some pitching depth, and Stella Ewald is that kind of glue player. And so that, that's a ton of return and talent for this team that's, you know, has kind of been picked uh, to, to fall off a little bit. But, you know, they're still led by last year's uh, WFSCA uh, Coach of the Year, Jamie Olson. And so a ton of continuity there to, despite the split. And so, you know, as long as Baker's pitching the ball, I think that Sun Prairie East is going to be a favorite to win a lot of uh, softball games this year. And so uh, definitely a team to watch there. And speaking of returning talent, the Marshall softball team brings back all nine starters plus two bench players from last year. I mean, to have zero turnover on a team the size of Marshall's is just incredible. That mm-hmm. The fact that they have 
They have four first-team all-conference players back. Third baseman, uh, Josie Mender. First baseman, Zara Kwam. Center fielder, uh, Heise, or Hallie Weisensell. And pitcher-slash-right fielder, uh, Allie, Allie Ritaiki. A couple of second-team all-conference picks in a shortstop and UW-Platteville commit uh, Caitlin Jessberger as well as catcher Sydney Stunneback. And they also have uh, key pieces like uh, pitchers Emily Broadback and Kennedy Weisensell. Weisensell, only a freshman, the sister of, Hall- of Hallie, and she's supposed to be, you know, the next big thing when it comes to martial athletics. So I expect big things from her. She pitched their opener against uh, Deerfield and had a perfect inning where she only threw strikes and struck out everyone. Oh, nine, that's cool. Nine pitches. That's all it took. Wow. Uh, Naomi Dahl is back at second base. She was a second-team all-conference pick as a sophomore, but not as a junior. Uh, other uh, key contributors like Jenna Swanland, Kate Lazensky, Molly Fritter. I mean, top to bottom, there's experience and there's power and there's talent on this roster. Uh, you know, Marshall – just couldn't hold up with with uh, how loaded Waterloo's softball team was last year, and so uh, and they got knocked out in the first round of the WIA state tournament. So you know they're hungry. They want to prove that uh, you know they belong and that this is their year. And so having your entire team and then some back from last year is a pretty good starting point. So that's definitely a team I'm keeping my eye on. It sounds like you are moving all the chips in on oh, yeah. Marshall softball. Mm-hmm. You right. you could say that. All right, well, Peter. <laughs> who are some of the teams I? You're keeping a close eye on this uh, year. Well, uh, I mean, if, uh, let's stay in the uh, softball diamond. Uh, I'm looking at Poinette softball. Yep. Uh, defending state <laughs> division three champions. How can you not? And, I mean, they return seven returning starters from that team, and they'll have four pitchers this year. Um, the, the biggest name, obviously, is Howie Lowenberg. Um, she is going to be playing at, I believe, division two, Brian and Stratton. I think they're Division Two. I believe that that's be, NAIA. Well, maybe it is NAIA. But, uh, she's, I had a girl go play softball there. I'm, okay. I'm like, fairly certain. She's going to be playing there. And then uh, Brooke Steinhorst, who I believe was the catcher last year, um, she's going to be playing at Madison College. So they got the battery back. And they went 21-5 and five overall. Uh, you know, they kind of started off the season, you know, just kind of middling. But then they, they went on a run, um, and it was Lowenberg who really led the way. I mean, she's one of the best pitchers in the state. She threw a perfect game against Lodi, rival Lodi. She threw a no-hitter against Watertown Luther Prep. She struck out 18 in that game. She fanned 18 against St. Mary's Springs Academy. And not only does she do it in the pitcher circle, she does it at the plate, too. Uh, her ninth inning home run last year gave Poinette a one to nothing sectional semifinals win over Cambridge in dramatic fashion. Cal nodding along. I know. As, I put soon it the you, as soon as you said that, she also <laughs> hit a home run. I was like, I know what yeah, you're yeah. talking about. <laughs> I, I, I said it was the shot heard around the state, and I, I, I'll stand by that. Yes, um, I, but that wasn't her only time. She had a big two-run double in the state cha- championship game, and she homered against Jefferson in a battle of state hopefuls during the regular season. So, um, you know, they've got – I mean, just having her back is huge, but they've also got uh, – they're, they're going to be missing Asia um, Meister and Abby Klink, who were key contributors last year. But they bring back Allie Rip, uh, Emma and Grace Gavinsky, Morgan Gunderson, Cassidy McCaffrey, all of whom were, were really key contributors on a team that really got better as the season went on. And adding to that, they also have a newcomer by the name of Addison Mackey. Uh, to look out for she is fast and the coach Ramberg says she has a good eye at the plate and I believe she's a freshman so uh, look out for her um, then uh, as far as my other favorite I got to go to Wanakee track um, 
they were uh, they swept the boys and girls um, Badger East Championships last year, and it, I, I think a lot of people are looking for them to do so again uh, this year. You look on the girls' side, uh, you know, there's talent and there's a lot of depth. They have big numbers, but the girls bring back uh, Kyla Sala, um, who is going to be competing for the Badgers next year. Uh, her sophomore season, she was the state high jump champion. Um, and last year she went back to state, didn't win, uh, and the high jump, she also competed in the hurdles, uh, 100 hurdles too. So, um, she's, you know, going to be counted on I know she's probably chomping at the bit to get that state title back mm -hmm. in the high jump. So, um, and then on the boys side, there's Andrew Regner, uh, who was the state Gatorade track athlete of the year, uh, last, uh, summer and he's back and he's been tearing it up nationally. Uh, you know, in all these different, you know, meets all over the place. So um, big things are expected. And he's the state, you know, defending 400-meter uh, run champion, finished fourth in the triple jump at state, fifth in the 300 hurdles, also ran a leg for one of the state uh, qualifying relay teams. And he, you know, basically, I, I mean, I don't want to say that it was just him, but he really led that team to a fifth-place finish at state. Mm -hmm. and, and I think there's probably going to be – He's probably going to have more help this year. Um, you know, you look at other standout performers. There's Isaiah Jekyll, uh, sprinter Brady uh, Chiswick, um, and throwers Ian Phoebus and Will Lanak and Lucas Hamilton, while the girls uh, feature Lydia Rice, Izzy Hahn, uh, hurdler uh, Sadie Grabarski, who, uh, the coach's daughter, um, Annika Castle, Vivian McCullough, and Claire uh, Burklaw. They have already had a meet. Um, the Wanakee girls finished third at the Tri-State Large Invite at UW-Platteville. Uh, 400 runners, Claire Burklaw, um, Emily Berger, and Jessica, uh, I'm going to butcher this last name, <laughs> Buglielski. Um, they finished two, second, third, and fourth. And uh, big things are expected of Emily Berger, who's a freshman, uh, who did uh, some good things in cross country last year and was also a big Nordic skier this winter. So um, she's, she's definitely got the, got the wind <laughs> to do well. Mm. Um, but uh, uh, Carla Schwitters uh, took second in the 800 in that uh, meet. And then Schwitters, Berger, Berkelaw, and Sophia Peaton uh, notched uh, Wanakee's lone first place finish uh, as the quartet won the 3200 relay. Uh, the boys were fifth at that meet. Uh, as I said, uh, Chiswick won uh, at one of the uh, sprints. He won the 200 dash. Uh, Andrew Brown ran a fifth in the 800 run. And then uh, Brown, Simon Marks, uh, Cooper Ubert, and Jacob Hansen uh, took second in the 3200 relay, um, uh, turning in a time of 9.22.13. So uh, big things are expected of, of Wanakee in track and field this year. Yeah, bold move picking a team from Wanakee to I know. do good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's, I, that's, that's fair. They're not flying under the radar in a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, no, track, and track's also fun, too, like, and yeah. especially when it sounds like Wanakee's just, like, loaded on talent. Yeah. So it should be a lot of fun covering the Warriors there. I guess for my team that, uh, for my large and small schools, uh, for teams that I expect to have strong years, for McFarland, I got to go with their girls' soccer team. Uh, you know, they went to the state, they won the state championship in 2021. Uh, and then 2022, they unfortunately fell short to Notre Dame in the semifinals on penalty kicks, uh, which was a tough way for the Spartans to end their season there. They lose a ton of production from like a senior class of about seven players that graduated. 
Uh, you know, they lost their player of the year from 2021 and 2022 as well, too, along with uh, just a bunch of goal scorers. So they're going to have to find ways to, you know, replace that production. When I talked with head coach TJ DePrizio, but he's been there since 2012. That program has been, you know, firing on all cylinders basically for a while now. Uh, and they still return a lot of talent. Uh, Avery Weaver comes back in goal for the Spartans. Uh, she is a Western Illinois commit. Uh, you know, she's a pretty solid goalie. She hasn't been tested a whole lot just because her defensive line last year was so strong. Uh, but, you know, I've seen, like, glimpses. And the penalty kick shootout, I, you know, I saw I was like, hey, she's got some bounce. She's got some athleticism for her as a goalkeeper. And also when I talked with Deprezio, he had mentioned the maturity and also to leadership that she started to show throughout the season. So they get her back. Uh, and then also to... Uh, while that senior class was very strong, they uh, battled some injuries last year. So they had some players step up from the bench position, get some more starting minutes. Uh, you know, they had some players step up uh, in their conference championship win against Evansville. So this is not, you know, like the cupboards basically bare. They still come back with some talent coming off the bench that will now ascend in the starting role. And also, too, they have some all-conference players coming back as well, too. It's their strongest thing, I think, is going to be in the midfield. Uh, they have Elise Freeman coming back, who's a first-team all-conference player. Ava Dean is a second-team all-conference player. Uh, if those names sound familiar, yes, they were from the McFarland girls basketball mm -hmm. team. Just solid all-around three-sport athletes, so it would be no surprise there that they are just solid in the midfield. And also, too, Stella Blau also comes back, and uh, Blau was on both uh, all three of those players actually were on the uh, 2021 and 2022 team. So they've been there, state big moments. Uh, Sierra Binger comes back up top, and she's been on both teams. So, you know, there's still some pieces here. That, like, it's going to take a, probably a little bit of time. I'm not expecting him to come in and, you know, say blow out Verona 6 nothing or something like that. There's probably going to be some bumps in the roads. But, you know, when I talk with Deprezio, he's like, I hope, you know, we're firing on all cylinders when it comes to playoff time, and then, you know, we'll go from there. So, you know, I, it's no secret that they're a good program down there. And then yep. for uh, the small school, I got to go with Cambridge Boys Golf. This is a team that went to state uh, last season. All five of them went out there, and they returned four out of the five golfers. So their top two players, and Nick Buckman, who's going to UW-Stout uh, to play golf, is a senior this year. And then also, too, Kian uh, Bisto-Flores is now a sophomore. He was a freshman last year. They were basically one, two. They want uh you know a couple uh individual medleys here and there or individual meets i should say here and there mm -hmm. and then also too uh cade Nottestead had a really strong end of the year along with matt buckman as well too uh Nottestead enters his junior year buckman is a sophomore and so with all those guys coming back at state uh they got second in division three last year so you know i fully expect them uh you know to come back you know hungry and it sounds like uh talking with head coach travis galston uh, he said the boys are hungry. You know, they took getting second place as, you know, a good start, but they're hungry for that first place trophy. And, you know, they got a lot of talent coming back. They picked up, uh, were very strong going down the end of the year. Uh, they won conference, regionals, sectionals, and, you know, second at state. You know, the, this team is very strongly loaded. So definitely mm -hmm. like something where it's like I kind of am already penciling myself in to be heading out to Kohler. Mm -hmm. Yeah. and take some photos of the kids hopefully <laughs> it's not a rainstorm like i had to deal with last time but yeah that's kind of what's going on for the teams that i'm expecting to have like the two teams where i'm like strong years without a doubt mm. yep uh still expecting from a bunch of other teams but we'll get into that once we cross that bridge but ryan who is the team that you are keeping a close eye on because you think they might fly under the radar yeah i have a handful of them but um you know we'll start with sun prairie west softball because 
you know, always going to be question marks with any team that's, you know, starting from scratch. But very inspired by them just because they have the Royal Sisters, the Twins, mm-hmm. you know, on, on any, you know, look-ahead uh, prediction type thing coming from the Madison area, those two are unavoidable. They are had fantastic golf seasons, and they're even better at softball. Isabel is a uh, university of, or St. Louis University commit, and Sophia was a first-team All-State uh, first baseman last year and will, you know, likely – get a high deep division one landing spot as well. Um, you know, b- behind them, there's not a ton of depth on that team, but uh, Isabel's a good enough pitcher and Sophia can do enough at the plate that, you know, they're, they're going to catch some teams. They're going to catch teams sleeping kind of despite who might, who might be playing around them just because of how good the Royal sisters are. And then um, other teams to keep an eye on uh, Waterloo track and field, you know, finally has some continuity underneath Shane Seafeld. Uh, something they've been looking for for a long time. There's, that program stuff suffers from so much turnover of, you know, kids either graduating or just, you know, don't want to do track anymore. But finally they've found some footing and they're doing their season preview. There's a lot of names I recognized and players that got huge varsity experience last year. And Coach Seafield, you know, he says, we're a Division three team competing against mainly Division two uh, athletes in the Capital Conference. So he's like, if we're staying in the pack, that's a win for us. And I think that that's 100% an, an attainable thing here. And there are some kids that are going to make some noise. Like Ricky Gorgie's a great hurdler. Uh, they have other uh, interesting pole vultures that could make some noise this year. Uh, they have a freshman, Benu Gorgie, who Seafeld says is the fastest kid on the team. Mm-hmm. And so um, kind of a, you know, con- continuance isn't a big thing for this program. So just the fact that there is some this year is uh, great for the Pirates. And then a, a similar situation with the Sun Prairie United girls lacrosse team. You know, Coach Pat, An- Pat Anderson has to, has to recruit his team new every year and hope that you know some girls will bring their friends out or maybe um you know hockey players girls hockey players will convert and come play but uh finally again there's continuity there's names that you know on this roster where you can look back and be like oh she had six or seven goals last year and so she's you know maybe she can take a step forward this year uh they have to replace katie rank in the goal which is going to be a huge thing for them she was by far their most experienced player and you know a staple a captain of that team last year but Players like Marley Davenport in the in the midfield and uh, a handful of youthful attackers that you know played as freshmen and now as sophomores have that experience and two more years left to learn. I think uh, United or yeah, the Sun Prairie girls hockey only won three games last year. I think that number grows this spring. Okay, Peter, what do you got? Well, um, I'm uh, going to go to the soccer field uh, first. Um, I don't know if they're really flying under the radar because I think a lot of people think they're going to be pretty good, uh, including Coach Tim Esser. Um, he believes he's making no bones about it. The DeForest girls are going for that Badger East title this year. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of reason for optimism. Uh, Rylan Oberg, who set the school scoring mark last year as a sophomore, single season scoring mark is back. Um, she's one of the best pure scorers. Uh, in the league. And the thing is, uh, DeForest has really great talent on every level. Um, yep. They've got one of the best goaltenders in the area in Meta Fisher. They've got one of the best center backs in Karina Kuzdas. And then you've got um, two potential breakout players who were good last year who could really uh, turn it on this year in Peyton Flowers and Anya Carrillo. And then you add to that You've also uh, they, they've just got a lot of depth, uh, so I I think there's a lot of hope around uh, DeForest um, soccer this year, especially since Juana Key, you know, who went to state last year had a twenty and two and two mark, I think, and mm-hmm. they had 
like a crazy amount of clean sheets last year. It was like 18 or 19, Whoa. something like that, or 20. It was crazy. And then they had them like all in a row too. And they, they got to the state uh, semifinals where they lost to Divine Savior, Holy Angels in overtime. But they did lose a lot, uh, including a lot on defense. Um, they do. It's the cover's not bare. There is there. There's a lot left. They have a strong program. Had a strong program for years. They've got a new coach and Andrew Mall. So you know they might be a team that's kind of lying in the weeds too. Yep. Uh, but I think a lot is expected of DeForest. And then you look uh, also at girls track for DeForest. I, I think there's a lot of high hopes. Uh, you know, Wanakee might you know, be the team to beat. But Forrest is going to give them a little bit of run, mainly because they have Anna, and that's another name I'm going to butcher. I think it's. <laughs> Zipienic? I'm not sure about that. Uh, There's a lot of consonants in that name. Uh, But she's back to lead the Norskis. She's looking to reclaim the 300 hurdles state title that she didn't get last year. She won it as a sophomore. She was second last year. Um, She led the Norskis uh, girls to uh, what their coaches believes is probably their best showing ever, uh, sixth at state. so they were runners-up in the Badgery last year to Wanakee. Might be kind of a similar case, uh, you know, this year, but it's not because of Anna. I mean, Anna was second in state in triple jump, fourth in the 300 hurdles. And, you know, last year the Norskis sent uh, two relay teams and five individuals to state, which was probably their biggest contingent in a while. And, uh, you know, they've got a, a sprinter, uh, Esther Akizi, and fellow uh, hurdler Stacy uh, Kipkowski, um, who also ran the 300 hurdles at state. That was the first time they'd had two girls in the same event in a long time. Um, so, uh, the, actually, he said, uh, the, uh, Coach Smith uh, said that that was the first time since the early 2000s. So, um, so there's a lot of hope there. Um, Coach Smith, uh, Chris Smith, said the Norskis have a lot of depth in the hurdles, uh, and they, but they're looking for some athletes with some raw speed. So they're hoping for that. Um, going down to lower levels, um, uh, one team that's kind of in, in the mix, uh, possibly for a Capital North title, is the Lodi baseball team. Um, the coach, uh, Ronnie Curtis, thinks they're going to be among the top four. He said it's going to be a fist fight <laughs> between four teams for that conference title. The big reason for optimism is Keegan Fleischman is back. Uh, he missed uh, last year with a Tommy John injury, um, but he said he's throwing back with the same – coming back, he's going to be their top pitcher, and he's throwing with the same velocity he had before the injury, throwing about 85 to 92 miles an hour. So look out for Lodi. Yeah, I guess I'll stay on the baseball diamond as well, too, for my two teams that I'm keeping an eye on. Uh, it's no secret that the Deerfield baseball program is going to be good. Uh, they won a regional title last year. But I think this team's definitely got a chance to go to state. They're number two right now in the Division Two, uh, not Division Two, in the Division Four playoff rankings. Maybe I don't know. Uh, they're up ranked very high. Uh, they have Cal Fisher coming back, who was uh, an All-State player last year. The Florida State commit. Uh, all their All-Conference players come back: Jackson Drobeck, Austin Anderson, uh, Tommy Lee, Eric State, uh, Stasek. Uh, so all those guys come back, and then also to basically. All their guys, except for two uh, bench players, uh, come back as well, too. So a mixture of freshmen as well, too, come in. Chris Hahn's gotten off to a really strong start. Uh, they're down in a tournament right now in South Carolina right now. Uh, Chris Hahn pitched seven innings in the first game, got the win, and then in the second game he recorded three RBIs. So it's like Ooh. you have six yes. all-conference players come back, and then you also have uh, Chris Hahn. Also, I forgot Adam Seuss as well, too, is the other player that comes back, a strong pitcher for the Demons. So... They are very loaded uh, on talent, and then also, too, uh, to head over to Monona Grove as well, too. This is a team that I 
have picked to fly under the radar. They're an honorable mention in the Division One uh, preseason rankings. Uh, they return uh, three out of four of their all-conference players. Jackson Hewitt comes back uh, for his third season on varsity. Very good at taxes, too. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I Take a moment. Anyway, James Collison also comes back. Uh, Caden Connor was all-conference last year. And then also, too, uh, they returned starters as well, too. Eddie Rivera, Tariq Verhage uh, were starters last year on the team. They come back. And then also, too, the Sun Prairie transfer, Miles Nelson, got off to a really strong start against Madison West for RBI day for him. And then they went down to Kentucky right now. They're playing in kind of like a tournament or something like that down there. Caden Connor uh, and uh, uh, Cal uh, Moreau combined to pitch a two-hitter. So between Hewitt... Moreau, uh, Connor, and also reliever Sam Baum, who's actually really solid coming out of the bullpen. Uh, Silver Eagles got a lot of talent coming out of the bullpen and also on the field as well, too. Uh, past couple of years, they've kind of had to run into that Sun Prairie uh, regional where it's like they've had to run into Sun Prairie this year. But, you know, with the East-West split, maybe they won't have to deal with that. Maybe they'll get a better bit of a ranking where they're able to avoid that, and maybe they might mess around with a regional title or something like that. So mm-hmm. just something I'm having to keep my eye on, so. Hopefully we're able to start getting these games in here Ooh, soon. Yeah, yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, we are we are hoping to get out there. <laughs> I am just itching to get out and covering some of these teams because, you know, I didn't get to cover a whole lot of teams last year just because everything that happened with the weather. So hopefully we have some better weather this year. So that's going to do it, though, for this week's edition of the Cap City Sportscast. For my colleagues Ryan and Peter, my name is Callahan Steed. Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next time. Thank you.